Yours, O God, is the vineyard and its harvest. Yours the kingdom of justice and peace. You call your people to tend the vineyard's growth. Bless the work entrusted to our hands that we may offer you an abundance of just works, a rich harvest of peace. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In the following passage, Isaiah sings of God's disappointment in his vineyard, his people Israel, upon whom God invested much love and tender care. Reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I shall break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. St. Paul challenges us to lavish our attention on what is good and pure, virtuous and worthy of praise. Keeping our focus on these good things will give us peace. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect the produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruit for his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I learned a long time ago that when we celebrate liturgy, all of our senses should be involved. So we should see beauty. We should hear beautiful music. We should taste the bread and the wine and our olfactories. Our, our, we should smell something good. And today, in light of that text, that gospel parable, I went to Wegmans yesterday and I bought a bunch of grapes. Oh, they were beautiful. And I'm just, I forgot them over at the house. <laughs> the best laid plans, huh? You know, to understand a parable, we, we've learned that to understand what the parable's trying to tell us, we have to be aware of to whom the parable is addressed. Now, who got the parable today? chief priests, the Pharisees, the, the judges of the people, the, the leaders of the people. In Jesus' day, these chief priests, the elders of the people, they were very caught up in their status. They were placed on a pedestal, the pedestal of, of worship in the temple. They were made to to be above everybody else, and they loved it. Oh, they loved dressing up in fine robes, and, and they loved the front seats in, in the synagogues, and, and uh, well, they got paid. Uh, they were able to take money from the temple, uh, from the money that was brought into the temple treasury. They loved it. 
But Jesus looks at this. Jesus, the one who says, if you're going to be a leader among my people, you have to serve the rest. And when he said that, he lost the chief priests and the elders. They were angry with him because of his cleansing of the temple, the the driving out of the money changers. We hear this parable. And we think of our situation in the church, in our Catholic church. The elders and the chief priests, it seems to me that they were caught up in the kind of clericalism that has hurt the Catholic church in our day where priests and bishops and others think that they're really important because of their high standing or their rank in the church. And this clericalism, this clericalism has led, I think, and I've read, has led to the sex abuse scandals and to the scandals of clergy ripping off the the money from the church. For followers of Yeshua, followers of Jesus, what matters isn't status, isn't ranking, isn't authority. For followers of Yeshua, what matters is service. That's what's important. For all of that meaning in that parable, I got caught up again this week in in Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. I read, I've been reading N.T. Wright's book, uh, the biography of St. Paul, and he says that of all the communities that Paul worked with, his favorite was Philippians. He really loved those people and he was caught up in in love for that community. In fact, I think it was in Philippi that there was a woman named Lydia. Anybody here named Lydia? (laughs) You're embarrassed. I think that the reading that Jim read today from the letter to the Philippians, I think it's really appropriate for our pandemic times. Remember, Paul wrote, stay focused on what is true, what is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, think about these things and the God of peace will... During this pandemic, 
I don't know that we're feeling a lot of peace, are we? We, we get glommed onto that 24 hours news and, and we hear about all the terrible things that are happening the, the, those wilderness fires in the west all of the terrible diseases the violence in our cities and we've realized that even though that's on the news all it does it puts us deep in the depression that comes with helplessness, huh? A lot of that stuff we can't do anything about. And that helplessness leads us to deep depression. I confess that during this pandemic, I've been watching way more television than I should. I've come to really like the law and order repeats, the, the ones from the original cast. I, I, I really thought they, they were really well written and, and splendidly acted. My goodness, I have watched enough law and order reruns. I could probably be a lawyer, Austin. I could probably just do that, yeah. But then... What I can't understand in the life of me is that I've started to watch Chicago PD. How many of you watch Chicago PD? Dave, don't be afraid to put up your hand. Every episode is the same. There's a, there's a crime usually involving shooting. Then there's a chase scene. Uh, either the police are chasing the, the perp, I love the word perp, the perp on foot or in, in vehicles and invariably the chasing with the vehicles ends in a, in a crash, a, a, a crash of the vehicles. And then the perp, uh, they usually drag him into their headquarters and, and they, they throw the person in the interrogation room and that's where we meet Sergeant Voigt, Hank Voigt. I think I'm going to. I think one of these days I'm going to preach a homily in uh, Hank Voigt's voice, and then you know, just I, I want to say, clear you your throat, you turkey. And, and it's 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 always the same. He gets a confession out of the perps, the accused often by very violent means. It's, a, it's, it's, it's awful to see. And I'm thinking, my goodness, if, if real policemen see that and think it's acceptable, it isn't. It has to be illegal and it has to be fodder for lawsuits. I just don't know that any real cop... and and. The phrase they use on Chicago PD is good cop. If any good cop would do that, I don't think, I think that'd be sued. It strikes me that in our culture, we have watched so much violence. We have watched so much destruction and disease 
We've watched so much human ugliness on those screens of ours. I was thinking the other day, if all of the bodies that I have seen while watching just Chicago PD, if those bodies were piled up in my living room, it would be more of a mess than it is. Wow. What good does that do us? That violence, it's entertaining. The nastiness, the human sinfulness, what, what good does that do us? In Philippians, St. Paul encourages us. Oh, and I, I can't repeat this enough. He encourages us to seek what is good, what is beautiful, what is excellent, what is worthy of praise. It strikes me that if if the violence and negativity that enters our homes on television is removed from our lives, maybe the peace which surpasses all understanding will have a chance to take root in our hearts. Imagine that. The peace that surpasses all understanding, rooted, giving a harvest of goodness in our lives. Today we celebrate, the church celebrates the feast of St. Francis. Today we come to the end of the season of creation that we've been celebrating. I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that maybe for an hour or two or more, turn off the screens, whatever screen you're addicted to, and go for a walk. You know, just walk on the Feast of St. Francis. See what is beautiful, what is honorable, what is lovely, by making the effort to look and to see maybe the peace of Christ beyond all understanding will fill our hearts. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.